Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Yes. Okay, I started. Okay, podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to Stradio Lab, the podcast uh, meant to inspire you to dream. Wow, well, mission accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I guess we can wrap up. I'm already dreaming. Have you been having crazy dreams in in the last six months? Um, Not crazier than normal, but like... You know. Oh, I have. Why? Because of I just since the uh, the pandemic started, I've been having insane dreams. I've heard. <laughs> oh my God, Sam! <laughs> you have to start reading the paper. No, so boring. Okay, you're right. Um, um, the other day, I had a very graphic sex dream about the straight boyfriend of a friend of ours. Hot. I know. I had a graphic sex dream about um, someone that we've talked about on this podcast who was also straight before. And um, it was weird because I saw him the next day and I don't see him that often. So it was like, whoa, you know, I felt bad after it. Wow. I can't wait for us to tell one another who the people are. (laughs) It is always um, uncomfortable when you see someone you've had a sex dream about. Also sex dreams. It's like you think you grow out of them and then you don't have them for a while. And then suddenly it's like, well, I'm 29 and having a sex dream. Oh, it's embarrassing for sure. It's is this gross. Can we like be gross? 
No, it's just a sex. I didn't say it was a wet dream. <laughs> I mean, if we can be, the, if we're talking about that, you know, I will say it's happened to me like when I was like 30, you know? Oh, no. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Oh, my is. God. Delete this. <laughs> okay, we'll delete. Or it's deleting as we're recording. <laughs> that's great. Um, Maybe when I turn 30, I'll have one. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I'll finally have one. Um, have, oh, we don't need to No, I mean, I have, but not recently. <laughs> <laughs> this is so um, gross. So you're back from Greece. Yes, back from Greece. Um, Did you and your mom reconcile? Or yeah, we reconciled <laughs> many times over. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened that was fun and funky. Oh, my God. Did I? My mom saw this is since I've gotten back. My mom saw Tenet in an outdoor movie theater and said it was the worst movie she's ever seen. <laughs> That's huge. I know. <laughs> you know, love it or hate it. It's still an obsession. Yeah, I do like the idea that it is the worst movie she's ever seen. This movie that people are dying to get in theaters so everyone can get COVID. Like literally dying. Um, that's cool. I'm, I mean, I hate Christopher Nolan. Really? Yeah. What? You think Interesting. I, I would say our I podcast is about... very Nolan-esque. <laughs> How so? I mean, you know, we talk about the podcast as we're making it. Um, it's it's about one thing, but really about something else. Many of our guests are Academy Award winning actors. Um, it is often longer than it needs to be. Yeah. Poorly edited. Gritty, <laughs> um, masculine. Right. Uh, both commercially and critically successful. <laughs> I don't know. What more do you want? <laughs> we both have an episode called Interstellar. That's right. Um, okay, I will say Interstellar is one of those movies that I think we talked about this with Mary Beth Brown. Maybe not. Maybe we just no, we did. Okay, yeah, it's bad. But what was our? It's bad. I love it though. It's like a movie. Oh, you that love, I love it? No, yeah, it's a great. Uh, the thing with his movies is that I've only seen each of them once, and I don't care about like going back and being like, "What are the clues?" <laughs> I, you're no one's ever going to make me care. But I, I did. Will... I liked all of them when I saw them once. I do not understand why the Batman movies were supposed to be like better than any other Batman movie. Yeah, they're fine. Also, I Inception is is absolutely the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> no disrespect to Tenet in your mother's experience. Wait, is that true? Oh, I, I remember being Inception. like, oh, it's fun. They're dreaming. I hated it so much. Like, it it made me so pissed off. It's literally like, <laughs> like the rules are like unclear and like hinting at being smart, and so everyone's just like damn that must be really thought out and it's like what are you talking about oh yeah yeah like and then anything but that's how i feel about interstellar yeah but interstellar takes place in space oh true (laughs) wait is it cooler to be in space or to be inside a dream i would kind of argue dream no 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 i would argue space i would also argue they're like the definition of a dream was like the least imaginative possible it's like get this in the dream world you're in a city like and that city has office buildings and even restaurants and it's like okay you're dreaming like literally anything can happen and it's just like doesn't the city literally like fold in on itself that's literally all it did though it's like oh true it wasn't like oh this person is like having sex with me and now they're a tiger and now we're underwater and now i'm seeing like my mom it's just like 
it's just like this city, the the gravity is weird in this city. And it's like, babe, if you want to make Interstellar, go make Interstellar. Don't bring that Interstellar energy into Inception. Wait, it's true. He made Inception and he said, in my dreams, there's no gravity. And then it's like, well, make a space. Like that exists. That exists if you in want. your space movie, babe. Space is out there if you want it. Chris- <laughs> Chrissy? Chrissy? Christy? Do you think dreams are based on space? <laughs> no. But I think space is based on dreams. Now that I agree with. <laughs> Everything is either dreams or space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this pod is always trying to essentialize what everything <laughs> yes. is. We, you know what? You hit the nail on the head. I do think our main goal with this podcast is to essentialize things. <laughs> Which I think weirdly and kind of like a, a, a in an abstract way is like what straight culture is all about. So in fact... By not by completely abandoning the the uh, original goal of the podcast, which is to talk about straight culture, and then arriving at the goal of essentializing things, it's the straightest possible thing we can do. Wow, we're obsessed with saying things are A or B. We are obsessed with saying things are A or B, and and every once in a while, C. Every yeah, no, C is it's like it's still fighting for rights. Yeah, A and B, they have the rights. A and B are the classics, and then C is like, but also, and it's like, hey, it's like we are not in the um, you know, DNC agenda yet because it would be alienating, but maybe in a few decades. Yeah, C is definitely like having marches. Yeah, no, C is having marches. They're not getting covered. Um, it's being used as a wedge issue by Republicans. People on Twitter are like, why is no one talking about C? Half the people are like, why is no one talking about C? And then the other half are like, why is everyone talking about C? Like, people are dying. (laughs) It's like people, you can't, oh God, politics is so complicated. Oh my God. I got like, kind of, um, I got normal mad. I got normal mad at like someone, like, I'm I'm so normal. I got mad at someone. I think I know what you're talking about. I got mad at someone posting like, you know, Republican stuff on Facebook. Oh my God, that's so humiliating. Like, it was literally, like, a statistic. It was, like, a graph. And it was, like, why aren't we reporting COVID like this? Only, like, 100,000 people died. That's, like, 0.1% of Americans. Like, 99.9% of Americans lived. And it's, like, Yeah, like, we know that the majority of people are alive. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's so insane. I've never seen anything like it. And the person posted it, like, see, it's a graph. And that makes sense. And it was, like... I, I almost photoshopped like a 9-11 graph of like only this many people died. No. This many people lived. Why are you talk why do you care about 9-11? And it was just like, Sam, it's yeah. 8 a.m. You're laying in bed. Literally don't. But it, I'm still Imagine trying about to explain it. to that person why C deserves rights. <sighs> <laughs> they would be like, I have to pay high taxes on my waterfront home. We can't be talking about C right now. Right. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it made me furious. Ugh, this is what I am these days. I'm just a normal person getting mad at people on Facebook. I yeah, I mean, it. Uh, <laughs> I do think I have like for the first time in a while decided to, and I'm like, I would say I pride myself in being relatively informed and have you reading the news is like part of my morning routine lately for the last month it's like i i didn't watch a second of either convention no no you gotta check out i mean and i'm sorry but like i don't think i have to i pretty much get it like not to be conceited 
no, like there's I literally understand. no, like it actually doesn't make me more informed to watch either of them. It's also like, I, I get it. Like the whole thing of like, you need to know the facts to know who to vote for. It's like, I know who I'm voting for and I know I hate it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to know anymore. Uh. <laughs> like if there was like four options or seven options, I'd be like, okay, wait, I do need to like look up these people. But it's like, mm-hmm. there's two options. <laughs> Like they've well, been running for fucking ever, and like, yeah, there's A and B. Can't, but then for. also, do you think Jill Stein? Maybe Jill Stein is the C. No, Jill Stein is not the C. Okay, you're right. She doesn't <laughs> deserve rights. <laughs> Jill Stein is like people like Jill. It's like there's the there are the real C's, like people that are being shut out, and then there are people who opportunistically are like, I'm the C. Yes. Yes. I feel like that what I just said describes all of um, American politics. <laughs> I think people who are interested in kind of getting started in politics should definitely yeah. listen to this intro. Yeah. Well, all you have to do is all politics is is various people that are definitely A and B pretending their C to get ahead by creating a narrative for themselves in which they're C. But in fact, they are clearly A or B. Wow. That's actually pretty smart. I think we're maybe ready to... Uh, here's the thing, and I'll come out and say it. We're recording this intro after we've already recorded with our guest. But I think now is a time. Now is a good time to start the already recorded part where we talk to our guest. What do you think? You know, the guest today came in hot. She said, she said listen up, you gays. She did. Uh, I've got... I've got one hour and you just wasted five my, my minutes so you've now got 55 minutes and we said whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Uh, anything anything you need any, anything at all and um we said we'll, we'll even skip our intro something we never do unless we're unfunny and we'll re-record it later and um she said oh, okay if that's what you have to do and we said yes yes of course anything so it created sort of a. a you can, I'm so you, curious as to where this is going. <laughs> so I think in this this episode, you'll just the listeners listen for the tone of fear. In oh our yeah, I think where I would say I was shaking throughout. <laughs> I was so afraid to misspeak because it just really felt like I couldn't. This person help. is someone who has a reputation for being, um, y- you know she. She she has this very nice exterior, and then anyone who interacts with her behind the scenes, it's like <sighs> physical throwing things, um, yeah. slapping people across the face. Um, someone, you know, she'll be on a lineup with people, and then the the person that goes before her will come out, and she'll be like, "No one goes before me," and then mm-hmm. hit them. Yeah, and, and then, then if the, and then, the show, and she'll be like, "Wait, I if I'm on the show, I'm also closing the show." Yeah, well, she always says, "I have to be the opener and the closer, and um, and also in between." And then people are like, "All right, fine. Do you want to like do your own show?" And then she's like, "You don't get it, you stupid bitch." <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of times, uh, people claim Ellen is cruel to her employees. Well, Ellen is based on. Ellen was based on Joe. And Ellen, you know, a lot of times she actually justified her behavior by being like, well, it's not as bad as Joe. That's so true. That was was like an open secret. (laughs) That was in the same way that like the Republicans and the Democrats had talking points. Ellen's uh, team of of various kind of immoral uh, thugs uh, came up with the talking point. She's not as bad as Joe. 
<laughs> which universally everyone everyone agreed and 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 said, well, that's actually true. We can't really argue with that because we know the reputation that Joe has. And yeah, well, and, it's very much like Biden being like, well, what? Who are you going to vote for, Trump? I'm not as bad as that. Right? Yeah, I mean, Joe is uh, in many ways like Trump. <laughs> And there is no reason to expand upon that thought. Yeah. I mean, now I think we're ready to bring her in. I think we should bring her in. And now presenting our hit podcast, Radio Lab. (laughs) I will say, like like a lot of things, uh, we're living in the new normal. And we need to bring in our guests literally right now because that's the whole point of not doing an intro. Yeah, this is... (laughs) Remember Ryan Murphy's The New Normal starring NeNe Leakes? Yes, I do. Well, honey, it's back. And it's, guess who we have today? The one, the only, the Joe Firestone. Please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm doing this. Joe, you sprung this on us. And I, listen, I pretended I was okay with it. Yeah, we're we're furious underneath. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> listen, um, I, I got a really good, I got a, I have a really good thing I think you guys are going to really like to talk about, though. Okay, we are so excited. We we need to i don't want to jump into our first segment immediately what do you think sam what the weird thing is like with the way that this podcast is currently going i'm like <laughs> let's just do it okay you know what let's just let's just do it i don't we're literally gonna get our this first is, out of the way immediately we've never done this before we try to put it off for in order we're gonna minutes. overcompensate and joe has a hard out in let's say 45 minutes we're gonna have route in 10 <laughs> <laughs> they said it couldn't be done we're gonna do it Okay, Joe, our first segment is called Straight Shooters, and it's where we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of rapid fire A or B questions. And you just have to, we're going to give you two things and you have to choose one of them and you cannot ask any follow-up questions or any clarifications. And you also can't ask any questions about the rules except for what I just said. Wow, you guys are tough. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay, Joe, first question. My best friend's wedding or my worst enemy's bat mitzvah? B. Okay, Joe. Pitcher, catcher, or ball? Ball. (laughs) Let them eat cake or let people enjoy things? Let people enjoy things. Okay, Joe. Let's say you are the fourth Heim sister. What's your vibe? Scary. Oh, good. Sam, that really broke the rules of how this game works. Yeah, well. Joe, women in comedy, women in STEM, women in law, women in music, or women be shopping? Be shopping. Okay, Joe, um, the PS5 or PS I Love You, the 2007 film starring Gerard Butler and Hilary Swank. Gerard Butler, because he introduced me. I met uh, met him, and he said, "Hey, my name's Jerry." No, <gasps> I don't like that. Sorry. I Wrong that. answer. I, we'll, we'll get Joe. And his girlfriend had big earrings that said "cunt" on them. No, that I like more. <laughs> Talk about women in comedy. <laughs> Joe, yeah, she's final question for me: constantly couching everything you say in ironic detachment. Or speaking earnestly but having nothing of substance to say. I'm going with B. That's my style. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Joe. Um, this is my last one, and it seems I didn't quite finish thinking of it. Um, doing a Jack Sparrow impression? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Now, Joe, we have to rank you um, your performance on a scale of one to 1,000 doves. Sam, take it away. Um. Wow, Joe, that was incredible. I think this is a, uh, I'm like, what's our podcast called? A Stradio Lab first. You got 1,000 doves. You got 1,000 doves. Wow. wow. Okay. So Thank Joe, you. that was incredible. How how are you doing? What am I gonna do with all these doves? <laughs> they will be sent to your apartment. Using Amazon Prime, because we don't care about morals. We don't care. We don't care. It's more convenient. <laughs> well We'll have the doves you know, the, the we'll have Jeff Bezos deliver them himself. Wow. I once saw Jeff Bezos' apartment on you know. Oh my god, you're obsessed with meeting famous people. Is there anyone you haven't met? Um think about it. Nope. (laughs) Um It's so difficult to have a conversation with Joe because you mentioned someone and then she immediately goes, I met them at a party. Yeah. It's (laughs) and then suddenly it's like, okay, we're telling this story now. Yeah, it's name drop central. Yeah, name well. drop central. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know an, another person that's such a a social climber. Yeah, well, <laughs> how do you get to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So when uh, when you met Jerry Butler, yeah. um, was he nice? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's nice. You know, I. You know who else does that? Who? Emma Stone. She's like it's Emily. Oh, really? Yeah. She's like, my friend. Is her name Emily? Emily? Yeah. Wow. You're making this up. I'm literally, what would I gain from making up a story about Emily Stone? You can't, Emma is a different name than Emily. You can't just shorten Emily to Emma. It's like Lori Metcalf saying, call me Lauren. Exactly. No, your name is Lori. (laughs) Look, I think people can say what they want their name to be. It's not for us to decide what Emily's name is. Mm. No. I think we know. We know. <laughs> That's like having I bet, going on this I bet her thing. last name isn't even Stone. It's, it's probably her name not. is probably Emily uh, Harris. Yeah, like the singer. Is that a singer? Mm. Or um, Emmy Lou Harris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, another name that is different than both Emma and Emily. <laughs> wow. Um, so, Joe... Yeah, call me Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all your friends call you Jessica. Of course. Yeah. We we knew that. Yeah. Oh my god, Sam, you're drinking such a luscious iced coffee. Thank you. It's kind of the perfect color. Maybe a little lighter than I would like. Have you, yeah, have... but it's still very strong. I guarantee it. Have you made yeah. the whip? You made the whip yet? The What's the whip? The whip. The coffee whip? Have you made the coffee whip? Oh, yet? the one that was popular on like TikTok? Yeah. No. no, but here's the thing. There's a Greek version of that that I really like and I learned how to make. And it's called a Freddo Cappuccino. Mm-hmm. And it might be the same thing. Okay, cultural appropriation alert. Mm-hmm. Greece is appropriating TikTok culture. <laughs> what is the whip? Mm. You whip together. You have to have a mixer. You can't just do it by hand because it'll take 400 whips. But you whip together instant coffee and sugar and then it creates a frothy mixture that looks creamy and then you dollop it on top of a cup of cold milk and ice oh my gosh interesting i do have to say that sounds also similar to a different greek coffee drink called a frappe which is instant coffee that you shake yeah it does huh. seem like greece is really taking a lot from tiktok these days very <laughs> interesting 
Joe, obviously Greece is on my mind because I did just get back from visiting my family there, as everyone knows. What? Mm-hmm. He wow. was literally just there. Isn't that crazy? That I was is just crazy. There. I'm still pretty much jet lagged. I, I can't believe it. I know. Yeah, George uh, was just in Greece. Yeah, I was just in Greece. I went to the beach. I got my back lasered. Um, well, I saw my family. What do you? Let's just go back. What do you mean by the beach? Oh, well, it's this lovely <laughs> okay. place where you can sort of lay out, swim. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like salt water because it's the ocean. It's beach? fun. I think you actually would like it, Joe. You would like the beach. <laughs> mm, according to how much sand I eat, I don't think so. <laughs> you like sand just as a snack. You don't like being aware. <laughs> you don't like seeing how the sausage is made. No, no, no. It's kind of like how people who are you know vegan, you know, like were radicalized when they when they saw how meat how animals are treated. You said you went to a beach and you said people are stepping all over the sand. That's yeah, my, my snack. snack. <laughs> but I will say I did watch a video on how sausage was made, and it was awesome. Wow, okay. And uh, see, that's what no one talks about, <laughs> is that you shouldn't see how the sausage is made because it's really cool. And people I always it. say, you know, I'm a vegan except for sausage. I think sausage is always normally ethical and clean. Because how it's made is, like, nice. It's, like, fun to watch. It's yeah. soothing. You see the Yeah, and it makes little, uh, little phallic sausages. Yeah, it's like seeing instant erections. Yeah, exactly. And and Sam and I are Sam and I are both kind of like um, you know, like Mario Cantone and Sex and the City were just like a cock, give it to me. Like that's kind of Oh, what, sure, sure, sure. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just like there's no other I I can only process things in terms of whether they look like cocks or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with all all gay men. Yeah, yeah. me too, me too. I Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me I my personality is sex first. Smell second. Yes. And you've <laughs> so always true. said, Joe, in your classic comedy routine, I'm you say I'm a gay man trapped in a woman's body, and everyone laughs and laughs. <laughs> yeah, that's my closer <laughs> and my opener. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I do have to say your first album, um, Dick, Yes Please, <laughs> was so influential to me. Like I just thought that was like so funny and raw. I, 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 it's weird to like gush like that, but I, I really love that. Thank no, you. it's true. I mean, I, you just didn't see um, in comedy. You didn't see women acting like gay men talking about dick. Thank it really you. was you and Chelsea Handler for a second there. It was, and I had to write so many books about sleepovers before I got to that point. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. Yeah, no, they wouldn't let you uh, really shine. Yeah, yeah. Until yeah, until I became, you know, until you became Dick Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, oh no. What is no? Lisa, Lisa Lampanelli? You know, she was the queen of mean, and yeah. you know, Joe Firestone. You're kind of known as the queen of cream. Your jeans. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, what did you? I don't mean to beg for compliments, but what did you think about my second album? It's all about the balls. <laughs> I mean, it was nuts to go from a decade of only talking about dick. I mean, for all we know, you had never really considered the balls. It was a pivot, and it was really, really risky. Yeah. But you know, this business really rewards risk, and I really think it was so cool for you to challenge your own reputation in that way 
Um, what I found interesting, Joe, if I if I can be so bold, is you know we have a friend Jacqueline Novak who did a whole show about blowjobs, and she kind of took uh, the the male genitalia as a starting point to to kind of talk about more philosophical issues. Mm-hmm. Whereas you really only <laughs> described just what balls are, and and refused to to take a more bird's eye view. I mean, it really was just like here is a list of things I like about balls. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, Jacqueline and I met, and we decided to kind of split up the material. And right. um, yeah, that's what it makes. That what made that's what made sense at the time. They're companion pieces, you know. You see Jacqueline's show, <laughs> yeah. and you say, "Well, you know, I get that you're talking about things like uh, power dynamics and and um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of empowerment and 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 being sexually empowered and sex- and things like that. Yes, yes. And, but then you say, "What are balls?" Yeah. Yeah, I said. And then that's when you go. Yeah, right. And then Spotify says, if you like this, you might like this. I do think it's so important. Like art is like really all about context. Like you can't just like look at individual artists. You have to look at the scenes. And like you and Jacqueline, and there's like so many other people in our scene that were just doing like genital based comedy, and like that is like. I don't know. It was a, it's a movement, honestly. Well, mm-hmm. Jacqueline and I, we met, and, uh, and she was like, I'm going to do more of an intellectual, thoughtful approach. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get critical acclaim, and it's going to be deserved. And, and I, I bought the sweatshirt, and I, and I said, okay, that's fair. As long as I get the nasty. And, and, then, and she said, you got it. And so then we kind of split, split off, and uh, we traded necklaces, and it's kind of been, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Sheesh. Yeah, you have to split up. You have to split up with your peers. Oh, every time I think of a new joke, I say, I have to split it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the first rule of comedy is you have to split it up. Because every joke is a train. And you need the engine and the caboose. It's not one car. Oh, 100%. And every train is run by two people. Yes. The intellectual and the uh, sex freak. And the passengers, first class mm. and peons. And what? Peons. Oh, yes, peons. <laughs> yeah, peons. I think mm-hmm, comedy mm-hmm, nerds are mm-hmm. really going to listen to this and learn a lot. The- I have to say, Joe, and I don't mean to be offensive, but, mm-hmm. you know, I loved the dick era. I loved the ball era. I mean, when you got into the rectum, that to me felt forced. Well, I was trying to do a thing, you know, the album was called It's All Behind Me. And it was kind of this cute kind of thing about how I was done with sex stuff. Because after that, I became a Christian. And so Mm -hmm. this was kind of the way of me kind of saying goodbye. Right. You know? Well, I I think that's what it was. It was putting it behind me. Already, you're trying to intellectualize it with a pun. And that's not really what we're here for. Mm. You, you well, know what I mean? Well, the last three tracks was just me taking taking out, getting dumping a turd on the stage. Yeah, yeah, and and that, but Which, that's the thing. You those were bonus tracks for the real fans. But I thought, how cowardly to hide them rather than lead with that. I mean, to, for me to 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 start listening to your album about um about anuses and then not immediately hear the sound of you taking a dump, it's dishonest. And that's you all know, I have to say about agreed. that. <laughs> the agreed. I won't, you're not wrong. I mean, I got to ask, what's next? 
I mean, is this what happens? Guests come on your show and get busted for their third album? You start off with praise and then you bust them for the third album? Here's what we do, Joe. We break people down (laughs) and then we build them back up. I feel like shit right now. What's going to happen next? Joe, have you not ever been in psychoanalysis? Yeah, I have. And it well, feels- good. We're doing it all in 40 minutes. Buckle <laughs> up. Um, okay, well, Joe, you, I can't help but bring up, um, before we hopped on this pod, you mm. mentioned that you had not one, but two topics, and we actually do not know what they are yet. Mm-hmm. Should we, I don't know, hop into them in this? this yeah. Joe said I have two topics in seven minutes. <laughs> And thank you, it's Jessica. Okay, so now listen. Um, okay, the first topic is a doozy. Okay. okay. I want to discuss the series finale Uh-oh. of Entourage. Wow. Okay, first of all. I was really not, I, I for some reason I thought you were going to say the OC. I don't know why. I Well, Entourage is an incredible show. Mm-hmm. That is, that is, well, it's bad. But wait, so Joe, I just for context, did you watch the whole series? If you got to the series finale in the last month, I've watched the entire series of Entourage. Oh, never wow. before had I seen it. Joe, why? Why? Couldn't tell you. I guess I kind of was inspired by the pre Me Too movement. Uh, that kind of was exhibited in every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the pre-me too. It's yeah. when people were, who were born prematurely have united and said, pre-me too. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and NICU's all over the world. Little babies. Yeah. It's all, it's an all baby movement. But anyway, okay, so, so, but I'm, I, it's interesting. So, so I think so. You wanted to watch it sociologically because you wanted to see kind of like what did this specific era of masculinity look like and what effect has it had on our culture? Yeah, and then I got really into Turtle. Hmm. Yeah. In what sense? Hot. 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 He is hot. 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 He's hot. hot. Turtle's hot. <laughs> well, of course you think that, Sam. <laughs> no, Turtle is hot. Two out of three agree. <laughs> I have to say, isn't the the main character is Adrian Grenier, right? Yeah, oh, it's an ensemble piece for sure. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, our uh, friend Tyler Coates texted me just less than twenty four hours ago and said he just watched a movie where Adrian Grenier does a terrible uh, performance as a gay man, and he said that the performance gave him George Severus vibes. Ooh. <laughs> and it made me think: Is my aura that I'm Adrian Grenier playing gay? <laughs> Wow. I, don't, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Okay, wait. We need. I'm not to be like the guy that's like stay on topic, but Joe, I must know why the series finale specifically. I just wanted to know what you guys thought of it. Well, uh, we listen, didn't do the reading. <laughs> I did not. As much as <laughs> you did tell us that you were going to bring up a topic right before, um, <laughs> and said that you would actually tell us what it is during recording, which normally would actually give us uh, enough time. <laughs> To, to watch a full uh i want to say eight season series yeah yeah <laughs> neither of us neither of us actually um happened to watch it now i here's the thing we recently did an episode where the topic was the sopranos and 
I hadn't watched it, but I think I did a very good job of kind of analyzing its cultural significance. Mm. So I think I can do a pretty and and let me. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Entourage is a less complex show. <laughs> so I think we can we can uh, participate in the conversation around it without knowing anything. Like Turtle, already it's like well, perfect character name because that's exactly the vibe. Well, can I tell you, Adrian what Grenier, happens? perfect casting. Sorry. Can I tell you what happens in the season finale? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Finale? Please, please. And then it. you can kind of explain what happens because I don't know if I got it. Okay. Okay. So uh, we find out that Ari's wife's name is Melissa. After eight seasons, we hear her name for the first time. And oh. um, Melissa and Ari have been about to get a nasty divorce, but then they end up getting back together. And after a teen opera choir sings to them in Italian. And then they uh, they join Vince. Vince decides to get married overnight, and he goes on a he decides to get married to a British blonde woman that interviews him for Vanity Fair. Now he decides to get married, but Sloane is pregnant, and she won't talk to E. Okay, and E is feuding with Sloane's father, Terrence, and Terrence was really upset because he took the business from Murray, and. Meanwhile, Scott is just there and he's kind of hanging out and saying, do your thing. Meanwhile, Turtle's starting a baked clam restaurant. <laughs> and also, a drama is trying to get a, a TV movie off the ground about a guy who's trying to get people out of a mine using a Labrador retriever. All right? Also, I just want to say that... Um, that uh, I. I guess what what happens is that, that, well, the house is burned down and they're staying in a hotel, but they end up going in two different planes to Paris. And that's how it ends. Well, it's uh, clearly a, a searing takedown of Hollywood. Um... Period. <laughs> end of sentence. That yep. was a natural yeah, I would agree. I mean, for me, I, I got searing and I got um, Hollywood. Well, and it's, you know, in, in a lot of media in that day, it's extremely pro-Paris, which... Yeah, no, so it's, I was ju- that's exactly what I was thinking. Sex and the City also ends with... Um, sort of a Parisian getaway. Uh, yeah, well, but does she then come back to New York? Oh, my God. She... It can be interpreted both ways. I think that's what's so beautiful about it. Is that crazy? It, like, I, I just think it would like be, well, first of all, listen, of spoiler alert, both movies are set in New York, so there's no way she ends up in Paris no, no, long no, like, term. Like, I mean, it ends taking place in Paris. Like, it's like big shows up there, right? Yeah. I do remember there was a scene where she puts pokes her head out the window and then turns and then acts. I wish this was a more visual medium, but she basically kind of like is taken aback and acts extremely surprised at what she sees and then starts smiling. And then it pans and you see that what she has seen is in fact the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> meaning she had no idea where she was in re- in reference to the Eiffel Tower when she booked the hotel she was staying at and literally wa- looked out the window and said, ah! <laughs> so yeah, it kind of feels like that. Oh! Joe, yeah. So it pro-Paris for sure. Mm. I th- you mentioned so many toxic sounding names like Murray and Scott. I forgot like nickname. The nicknames are like so painful. Like E being named E is like ouch. Ow. Is E that because hurt. like he does ecstasy? His name's Eric. 
Oh, well, that makes more sense. You know, it's sort of a really difficult name for most Americans to pronounce. So he he just shortened it to E, which is, you know, very anti England, I want to say. Totally. It was (laughs) it it was a very um, internationalist message. Um, Okay. well, Turtle opening a clam restaurant is funny. It's now that I like, like he's named Turtle, like a like an, a sea animal, and he opens up sort of a restaurant that serves turtle life. clams. I, I'm he loves shells. Oh, and we need to really unpack that. That's such interesting symbolism. Do you think the show is about how we have to shed our shells? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Could be. You know, let me tell you something. People in America, they have shells. People in Paris, they don't. Yeah. They, they've shed their shells. They shed their shells. They've shed their shells. That's interesting. Here's... Okay, wait. So it's there's a character named Drama. Yeah. No. What's he all about? Oh, Johnny Drama. And he just oh. had a season... Pro- he just had his own TV show called Johnny's Bananas. And he did it with Andrew Dice Clay, and in in the show, in the show. Okay, I was I sometimes oh, the lines oh, between I was the like show spin-off. and reality okay. are hard for me to see. Okay, yeah. A lot of times, I think uh, the characters are real. Oh, and Lloyd takes over the TV department. Of what? 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 TV? <laughs> what? A, a TV, a TV Wait, Joe. Can, let's hold on. <laughs> the, let's. I want to back up a little bit. In this show, Adrian Grenet is an actor based on Mark Wahlberg. Correct? Yeah. And the rest of the people are his entourage, fine. Like, where is the TV department? Dana Gordon. Who? Okay, that's just a person. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) TV department of what? Ari Gold Gold is the biggest agent in the world. Agents don't have TV. Oh, the TV department of the agency. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like. Of a production company. Oh my gosh. Honestly, sometimes I think you guys have never watched this show. <laughs> no, don't say that. Here is one thing I will say. I watched the first four episodes of this show because I, as a joke, went to The View when Adrian Grenier was um, a guest for promoting the Entourage movie. Oh my god, and- I'm so jealous. When I went to The View as a joke, the guest was Newt Gingrich. <laughs> no, for real? Yeah. I want to go to the view as a joke. Oh, it's actually quite fun. Joe, if you're really a gay man trapped in a woman's body, you'll go to the view as a joke. <laughs> Wait, can I tell? Okay, when I went to the view as a joke, they like did this whole thing where they were like discussing like it was I want to say, I don't know, the midst of me too, sort of like uh, consent and rape yeah. and like getting into like college culture and what that all is and they like you know they're busting through topics not unlike Stradio Lab, the mm-hmm. famous podcast. Yeah well we're modeled after the view go on. <laughs> uh, and so they get into this very serious discussion for about three minutes and then they hard pivot to and you know what else is a terror godzilla just turned 70 today (laughs) (laughs) and i my jaw hit the floor i couldn't believe the pivot and no one cared they were all like "Woo, we love godzilla (laughs) i just 
I, I'm wondering, it's occurring to me that the guest we're having after this also went to The View as a joke, famously. At Matt Rogers. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, should our topic for Matt be The View? And then we each go around telling our View stories. Oh, that so would she, be fun. But also, but, you know, that actually sounds more like an episode of uh, our sister podcast, Gaydio Lab. That's the, true. The podcast where you unpack gay culture. <laughs> yeah, it's really unpopular. Can I just suggest, I, I kind of thought, and I know this is wrong, but I kind of thought it was pronounced Stratio Lab. <laughs> I, you know what, Joe? You are not the first person to mispronounce it. And in our mind, it's so clear because it's a play on Radiolab. And and I have to say, for the first truly like seven episodes of the podcast, the first segment was, what is it called? And we um, were working with various things. One of them was Straighter Things. One of them was Stradiolab, Stradiology. Straight and um, Barrel. Straight and Barrel. And and. And we decided on Australia because we thought it was so funny. And like, cl- truly, no one understands it. Maybe you have to spell it with a D. I mean, I guess. But wait, okay. have you guys heard- now that you know how it's pronounced, do you get I get it. I get it. Like- have you guys heard that radio lab where the woman sleeps with her dog naked and then she can't eat meat? Oh, talk about straight culture. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have not listened to that episode. <laughs> interesting, I'll interesting. I'll definitely be Googling that. Can she eat sausage? No. Oh. No red meat at all. Very Why? interesting. So she's not like me. She she slept with her dog naked, and now she's not allowed to eat Gotta meat. listen to find yeah, out. Yeah, Sam, what do you not get? <laughs> It seems pretty self-explanatory to me. To be honest, I don't know why there needed to be a whole podcast episode about it. That's just kind of a, a sentence. It's like, yeah, have you heard the podcast about how I, you know, put on my belt and my pants fit? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Wait, Joe, I do have one question. We can go back to Entourage yeah, whenever yeah. we want. But I do want to know what your second topic okay. was. This is one is big. Okay. Okay. And I never was into this before. Okay. But for the mm-hmm. first time in 17 years, I thought, it's time to get back into flip-flops. And I put them on, oh. and oh boy, are they great. You can go outside immediately. Your toes are so free. And you make a little flip-flop noise when you walk, like this. Huh. First of all, um, for the listeners, yes, Joe is 17 years old. Uh, yeah, Joe. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. That's huge. Um, second of all, flip-flops are extremely straight. They are extremely convenient, but I find the experience to be quite uncomfortable. What? No, you're, you're, I, you, your foot's wrong. That's wrong with your foot. Okay? Oh, do not foot shame me. Not on my own podcast that rhymes with Radio Lab. Listen, everybody says nobody wants to see my feet. I shouldn't wear foot pups. Actually, nobody's even looking down there. They're looking at your genitals and your you know, your neck and top. Your wet wet mouth. Yeah, so don't even worry about it. They're awesome and I love the look of them. If you're worried about people looking at your feet, I have a solution. Expose your genitals, and then people will look at those instead of your feet. If someone's out and their genitals are exposed, no one's like, his feet are gross. Yeah, exactly. That's- you know, I do think as a culture, we need, mm-hmm. to, we need to work on our sandal shaming. I think it's insane that we're, like, not, people feel guilty wearing sandals in New York City. It's like you can do wear... They? Yes, I have... 
I, I mean, we've already made such great strides. Now two people that wear sandals can get married. Yeah, strides in flip-flops. <laughs> but I, like, when I first invested in Tevas, I want to say four years ago, I some of my most progressive friends said to me, Ew, you're going to wear sandals in New York City? I swear to God I can name them, but I won't. It's like, that's neoliberalism. <laughs> you know Stride Right? The brand? No. Well, I thought it was like a cool retro brand, and I so I bought some shoes online, and it turned out that they were baby shoes. Oh. <laughs> um, I can see that working for you. So you bought baby shoes. Do they come in your size? I ordered them in my size number-wise, but it turned out it was for babies. You know. Oh, so there are different... Thing. So you got baby, like a baby seven, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, but on Zappos, it looked like a regular shoe. Uh huh. Okay, because it would have been weird if they were baby shoes, but they also came like they came in sizes up to a fourteen, but they were four babies that maybe had fourteen size feet. You know that um, old thing that's like for sale, baby shoes never worn. People yeah. never think that it's because Joe Firestone <laughs> bought them. Yeah, that's actually a really <laughs> nice <accident>. version of that. <laughs> that's actually what that is. Um, so, Joe, you're wearing flip flops. I mean, do you have limitations of like where you won't wear them? Like, is it a f- absolute free for all? Are you just wearing flip flops in any situation? Wow, what a leading question! Already trying to shame. Yeah, her. and I don't feel any shame. I actually feel curiosity. So the thing. Yeah, Joe, do you have the correct boundaries? Let Sam be the judge. The thing about flip flops is there is no boundaries. Your foot can go anywhere. Most shoes hmm. have walls. These shoes have air. <gasps> that's the America I want to live in. Yeah. That's and actually that goes back to entourage. It's about taking off your shell. Oh wow, that's so true. <laughs> wow, how many of our listeners do you think have their shell on versus 100%. off? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred and one percent. Okay, which one? Uh-huh. What? I said on versus off, and you said hundred percent. Yeah, I said hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent on or off. <laughs> <laughs> So 100% of them either have their shell on or off. Okay, that checks out to me. Okay, well, good. I'm glad I asked. Do you think we should start a new segment called Is Your Shell On or Off? Yeah. Joe, is your shell on or off? It's off, off and it's never coming on because I lost it. Wow. Oh, that's empowering. Let me tell you. I have to say, lately I've felt like my, I think I felt like my shell is on Mm. lately. I think my shell is. Yeah, on. I could tell both yeah. of you are both because both of you are not on the flip flop train. Put on flip flops, and no. you'll see. You'll go. You'll reach around your back, and you'll say that feels a little soft. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> I've had that experience. Let's just say that. Okay, he's being bad, George. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, put a PG thirteen rating on this Can one. I, I have a suggestion for a new a new um. What do you call them? Section? Segment. Yeah, yeah, segment. Okay. <laughs> a new chapter of your podcast. Um, uh-huh. I think that you should do a, a chapter called um, Nice, Nice Shame. Huh. Where you, what, what would it you compliment the first two things of somebody and then you shame them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I do like that. We, that's very us. It's, I think we should do it's that. It's a pun that's on Duff Duck Goose. Yep, definitely. So true. Everyone's going to get that. 
<laughs> the fact that you even thought you had to explain it, it's like, do you think we're stupid? <laughs> okay, well, that's very interesting. Wait, I am wary of the time, and we do have a final segment that we need to do. Wait, but we have like 13 minutes? Okay, fine. Let's start the final segment in, second we have. in like five minutes. Oh, 10. Oh my god. Okay. Honestly, if two of us were ducks and one of us was goose, who do you think it'd be? Oh my god, that is the perfect Strader Lab question. You have no <laughs> idea how into... I'm not even kidding you. Literally. Um. Okay, so who here is a duck and who here is a goose? Okay. I know. Off the top of my head... I hate to say this, but because Sam and I are like a unit and that we're the hosts and you're the guest, what immediately comes to mind, the most obvious answer is that we are the ducks and you are the goose. That seems too obvious, yeah. though. It's definitely too obvious. And I know this sounds really conceited and I'm working on that, but I can't help but feel that I'm the goose. <laughs> I feel like that's such a goose thing to say. <laughs> right. Which I think like kind of feeds into it, you know? Yeah. No, a goose is very much like... Uh, it's very like self-deprecating about being a narcissist, <laughs> but that it's like, okay, well, if you get it, then why don't you change? It's, it's like, like, oh my god, it's classic me, but um, I have a speech. Like, this isn't your yeah, wedding. Why you need right. two O's? Duck doesn't have two U's, Duke. Exactly. <laughs> and it, can you imagine that would be chaos if Duck had two U's? If it had two U's, it would be a different word. It'd be Duke. Are Duke. you kidding me? <laughs> Duke and Goose. Wow. Duke, Duke, Goose. Chicken. <laughs> We in a in an unrecord in an unreleased episode we uh, w- talked about how gay men are either what was it Sam, gym uh, clothes or singing. Gym clothes or singing, but actually, more accurately, they're either duck or goose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every every it's important to streamline a duck and a goose. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. Okay, Joe, in your oh, relationship, who's the duck and who's I'm the, the goose? I'm the duck. He's the goose. Really? Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Joe, you is your hard? partner in the creative arts? Yeah. And Interesting. You, and so you still are able to balance. Um, do you guys ever switch? Uh, who's the duck and who's the goose? No, no. I know I'm the duck and he's the goose because I really am into him. And he thinks I'm fine. <laughs> That's interesting. That's kind of cool, though. That's kind of like the... That's the type of relationship I want to be in, you know? Like, that's... that's no, the it's not. Oh. It's bad. Oh, you're right. I want to be adored and yeah. cherished. Oh, right, but right, Joe, right, something right. tells me he adores you and cherishes you no, a lot. Nothing's telling you that. Because I'm telling you the okay, truth. Well, and that is, you know, I was... I know. Worth a shot. I know that. Maybe believe women? Yeah, no, we can't... We, yeah, <laughs> you can't believe women, first of all. And secondly, okay. um, it's okay. Okay, watch his entourage <laughs> <Yeah>. once. <laughs> Yeah, I hate it when um I try to you know a woman says something self deprecating and then I say oh no I you're good and then the woman yells at me believe women. <laughs> that's like when that's like when you get cut and you're bleeding and then someone comes over and says here's a band aid and you say actually I'm trying to air it out. <laughs> I hate it when I'm trying to air out an intense deep cut. And doctors keep coming. And I'm in a hospital. Doctors keep coming. They keep saying, you need surgery. And I say, I don't believe in that. They don't listen to you. They don't listen. Oh, God. In these times. They just don't listen. So, Joe, in your estimation of things, a duck is more um, desperate for or or kind of um, 
passionate about. I would say the duck is a flip flop and the goose is a diva. Oh. So in a way, the duck is more honest, a little more open, a little more, a little more vulnerable. Duck is splendor. Here's the thing, and I'm about to. Goose is stevia. This is a visual thing, but I'm showing you oh, what a visual gag. What shoes I have been wearing this entire time, and they are oh. rubber Birkenstocks, oh. which are, I would say, between flip flop and Tiva, and thus the verse of duck and goose. Well, well, well! It looks like we now have a crow. <laughs> <laughs> I am a crow. You're right. Caca. That's true. Okay, I love the game Duck, Goose, Crow. Yeah. Maybe you could have some Coca-Cola. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Are you, this is sort of the new Joe era, the, the Coca-Cola? Okay, back to the... See, Joe, I always told you, you your butt material needs work. Maybe some Pepsi-Cola. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Maybe, back maybe to the dick. Sprute. Oh. Huh? <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Um, are you guys gonna? I just have a quick question. Are you guys gonna edit out that last thing that I said about all the different sodas pronouncing them wrong? <laughs> no, unfortunately, we're gonna keep I don't that. think so. We're gonna lead. We're gonna edit it so that it leads with that, and then we go into the main oh, part. Okay. And we're gonna every time like there's like a pause, we're gonna put that in again. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and we always release kind of a very um overproduced trailer for each episode, and for this one, it's gonna be you saying Coca Cola. <laughs> <laughs> okay cool okay yeah yeah we're, we're actually really well known for our overproduced trailers everyone's obsessed with them <laughs> podcast trailers are so popular in today's culture and listen we're sort of i wasn't gonna say that but we know people that have released podcast trailers let me tell you something it's a pass for me <laughs> All past? What if we had released a trailer that was like, I'm George, and I'm Sam, and we're gay. <laughs> and every week, we bring you the hottest straight stuff, and get to the bottom of what the heck is up with that. Featuring some of our most insane friends, such as Coca-Cola. Joe Firestone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we would edit you saying Coca-Cola. Um, Wait, and I then, love and- that. That is so funny. And then we'd say, uh, what's like a, you know, when people are self-deprecating, but it's like, it's not enough. You don't understand. Yeah, I went on the view as a joke. That's what you'd have yeah. to say. <laughs> That's literally what I just said. Yeah. No, that is actually self-aware. <laughs> Joe, that's so mean for you to say that. That's like, so literally like what I just said. We literally did go to the view as a joke. Like, <laughs> and that's our right. That's our right. Like, that's like. That's that's us. That's like honestly. For me to have to suffer through Newt Gingrich only to then be made fun of for going as a joke. I can't believe you saw Newt Gingrich on the video. I, I truly I want to talk about it so much, but I'm like, this, this needs not, to be its own. This is not this episode. Yeah. Not this episode. Okay, but I have to say that we have five minutes. Newt York City. Oh. That could be a good episode title. <laughs> Yeah, after talking about flip-flops and entourage, we should make the title Newt York City. <laughs> okay, Joe, our final segment is called Shoutouts, and it is a segment where we, um, it's kind of modeled after radio shoutouts or TRL shoutouts, 
where uh, which are um a very foundational aspect of straight culture and everyone just shouts out something that they are vibing with that week now you'd think i'd have something prepared but ultimately you'd be wrong you know weirdly i do and so i can um go yeah first. you should go first Okay. What's up, listeners? I am Sam Taggart, 17, from Akron, Ohio, and I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Instagram meme account page, Funny Gaga Videos. We are in dark, dark times, and I log on to Funny Gaga Videos' Instagram meme page, and I am laughing, 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 ha I cannot get enough of these Funny Gaga Videos. I don't know why, but it is funny, and it's Gaga, and it's videos. Literally, what else do you want? I'm just trying to have a blast on the internet, and this is a place for it. I hope you become the biggest meme account on planet Earth. Honey, you earned it. I love you. Good night. Woo! What's up, listeners? It's George calling from inside the house. <laughs> I want to give a... <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to the polycule of roaches that has infested my apartment. The other day I got back from a 12 hour international trip in which I wore the same mask the entire time. I felt disgusting. I felt tired. I felt exhausted. Walk into my one room studio apartment without a kitchen. And I said, time to relax. I took a shower, lied in bed. Suddenly I see something moving. I say, what's that? It's a roach. And then I start looking around. I find one dead roach in my bathtub, two dead roaches under my bed, and another dead roach by the fridge. I kill the new dead roach, and I say, you know what? Time to move on. I've already killed the roaches. I keep walking around my apartment. What do I see? More roaches. I tell my, li- I tell my super, I say, listen, last time the exterminator came, uh, 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 the- he did his thing, but then it only made the problem worse. He says, it's fine. He'll come again. And I say, but if he does the same thing, then in fact, that won't make a difference. He says, no, that's how it works. Guess it come many times. I say, well, maybe that means he should come more than once every two months. He said, I'm leaving you on read, sweetie. Oh. So big shout out to my roaches. Woo. Oh my gosh. Okay, is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want a big, um, I want to give a big shout out to having two ice trays. Sometimes you <laughs> you use up one of them, and then you have the other one as a backup. If you are waiting for water to set into ice, you can always use the other one. If you're already done with it freezing the water, you can use the whole thing. All you have to do to get the ice off is crack and pop it. And the ice cubes come out looking like big cubes. Um, I want to give an addendum to your shout out, Joe. I think uh, the real game changer, two two ice trays, but then you get like a container to put the ice in. So you can have all the ice in the container and then fill the two ice trays again. You're always going to be having ice. That's awesome. Joe, you will never believe this, but... My shout out literally a week ago was ice. Uh, are you serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. Oh my gosh. Cuz do you think <laughs> because are you are you accusing me? Are you I'm not accusing accu- me? No, I'm saying Are you accusing me? I'm saying <laughs> I'm just saying okay. it's interesting no, that I I want to would... can you edit that out? I want to do a different one. Okay, go. Are you going to edit it out? Okay, go. Okay, go. Uh, we'll I see. Don't know. Okay. Two topics, two shout okay. outs. There you go. Um, uh, I want to give a shout out to um, uh, Puffs with Lotion. 
Okay, and that's okay, all great. we have time for today. Thank you so much, Joe Firestone. What a firecracker ending on such a high energy note. You know, I cannot wait to see what you do next. Everything you do is an inspiration. 